0: The Kings of Durban, the true and untold story of Durban's gangland by Deepak Pandey. Slick hairstyles, three-piece suits and cat-eye rims were all the rage in the 50s and glamorized the Durban underworld. In part two of this series on the Kings of Durban, author and researcher Deepak Pandey delved into the history of the Salot family, led by the matriarch Musa Ibrahim Salot and his notorious no-nonsense daughter, the tough yet alluring Bibi Salot. They were the first non-white family licensed to operate taxis in South Africa, but with any business venture, they felt the sting of greed and jealousy. One by one, the family fell victim to thugs and gangsters. Pandey gives us a sneak peek into their eyes, their reign and their bloody demise.
1: They were licensed operators. They were legal business people. Their father was the head of the family, and he was born in India, and he came to South Africa when he was 14 years old. I think it was around 1935, 1937. And at that time, he basically worked as a Glendale clerk in the store. But he learned his entrepreneurial skills from there. And then when he came to Durban Central, is where he opened up two stalls in the market, a general store in Overport, and then he had an outfitting shop in Field Street. They also had a tea room on Grey Street. And then the municipal opened up The taxi ranks in Gray and Victoria Street. the 15 licensed cabs, they were all owned by them. So that caused jealousy amongst the other guys who were operating much before them, but they were in Leopold Street. They were the Nakudas and the Amir Sheikhs. There was a feud between the two of them, but the Nakudas and the Sheikhs hired the Crimson League for protection, which turned out to be this gang. Well, developed into this gang. Wow.
0: Now, one of the chapters that stood out goes like this. Mohammed Show Salot was also present. The youngest among the Salot brothers, he was involved in Indian show business and later managed the Adelphi Cinema in Sparks Road overport. The last to arrive was their no-nonsense sisters, Bibi and Hafiza Salot. Minutes later, the family's musclemen, Fishy and Sharky, who were nicknamed after their facial features, also joined them. Hafiza, the last born, performed a prayer in memory of Chappie and praised blessings upon their new boss, Lighty Salot. How did Lighty come into the picture now?
1: Lighty Salot was actually the first born to M- Musa Abraham Salat. Like every other first son, I think you know he had that Bollywood type of appeal to him, and he was he had his own way with women, which was also turned out to be a weakness for him. You know, uh, you see, they in Beater Street there was an argument between a, a coloured guy and him over a woman. He was stabbed. So that's how Chappie actually met his end. You know, it was a very violent and bloody one. But back then, that was one of the codes of the underworld and how things operated. So unfortunately, Chappie's end came in that way. But it actually opened the door for Lighty to step into power and then become the head of the Salat family.
0: Also in your book, you've got something here about the situation between pirates and licensed taxi operators worsened on April 1st, 1951. When Mascot called on Fishy to accompany him after he saw one of their highest paying passengers... Seated inside, the pirate's cab. The two walked over to Sheikh's taxi. Mascot paused outside the back door clear enough for his client to see him. He ripped the handle open. Get out, he ordered. The commuter did as he was told and ran off, leaving his belongings behind. The driver folded the newspaper, which he was reading, and got out of the cab, clutching hold of a tire lever in his hand. Who the hell do you think you are to come here and threaten my clients, he yelled. Without saying a word. Fishy flicked open a knife and struck the driver on the head. Now, this is a very gory and violent way to die. And they didn't mind breaking the law in front of everyone. Surely, if they broke the law, they paid the price.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, as I say, you live by the knife and you die by the knife. If you read the story, it tells you about the rise and fall of the late uh, gangsters. It was the pirate taxis that were charging a much lesser and cheaper fee. And they were just stealing salat customers, you know, and clientele. And the salats were very serious when it came to their business because they were legitimized businessmen.
0: Calling out to his wife, he locked her and the very famous dressmaker Dolly Jacob in the storage room while advising them, stay absolutely quiet and don't make a sound. Your lives depend on it. They became hysterical, demanding answers. Lighty, what is going on? You're frightening me, Shazia questioned in a frenzy. Lighty gently kissed her on the forehead as he spoke. Everything will be okay. Just stay in here and be silent. Okay? I love you. And remember our promise to the kids. Whatever happens, never forget that. Who are these scary men on my front lawn? Dolly yelled out as she saw the Mickey-June gang launch the attack. With his heart pumping at a vast rate, Lighty's anxiety level influenced him to think quickly. He shoved them into the tiny room and keyed the door. Very dramatic in this particular paragraph. What exactly happens to Lighty here?
1: That was basically the, um, the attack on Lighty Salot, you know, his last moments alive. It was one of the most infamous murders of the 1950s, including the one of Michael John. And in my book, these murders are actually solved, you know, because they haven't been solved in the in the court of law. Likely because of his success in the taxi trade, because of his success in business, and he became a victim of his own faith, you know. If you look at the story what happened, it actually was a turning point of how gang executions would be carried out in Durban. Before the 1950s, it was the kidnap you, make you disappear type of thing. So nobody will even know what happened to you. And here you see it's brazen, you know, they boot your door. Come into your house, drop you in your face type of murders. And that's when, that's what Michael John actually revolutionized the underworld by actually creating the new type of executions and gang killings.
0: That was author of The Kings of Durban, Deepak Pandey. Tune in next week for The Tale of the Crimson League and how they inadvertently saved a people after the 1949 riots. Only on Newsbreak Legends on Lotus FM. Started in Durban ended in infamy.